I'm Corey. Hi, I'm Tess. Welcome to A Lovely Place. We're so glad you've joined us as we invite Jesus into the midst of our lives, learning, and laughter. We hope this podcast can encourage your heart and make you smile today. Hello, Hello. Tess. <laughs> Hello, Corey. <laughs> Behind the scenes, that was really loud in my ear, so I was like, what? Uh. <laughs> Anyways, hi, friend. Hi. Oh, this, we are recording later than we usually do, so I feel a little bit, I don't know, is fuzzy the right word? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and I go to bed so early nowadays that I'm like, I could go to bed right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're we're doing it, I, and I yeah, appreciate that. Making of, it uh, work. Yeah, being in a real life and not, we don't have it all figured out. And we're working with Jesus every day. Yeah. Like, because I think that's the whole point of Rebecca's book, Building a Resilient Life. Jesus yeah. tells us again and again, walk with me, come with me, follow me. So it's like part of life. Rest, yeah. not that we won't go to bed, but <laughs> that we want to or whatever. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I appreciate that we get to be together in the all the different moments. Yes, it's true. Yeah. It's true. That's what friends are for, right? To be with yes. us even when we're sleepy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I have been enjoying these chapters a lot. Um, so some of the ones that I have been standing out to me are um, the chapters about shame and, um, oh, goodness. Now I can't even remember what they are. Confession. Yeah. And what was the one in between that? Invite others uh, in. Inviting others in. Mm -hmm. Yes. Which is so good. And I, I am thankful that I feel like I've said this on the podcast before, but I'm just so thankful that God like speaks to me. Um, and I, I mean, I would hope he speaks to everyone this way, I would assume, but speaks to me where like, I'll be reading something and like, then it'll come up in my Bible reading and it'll also come up in like conversation or my life circumstances, you know, and it's like, okay. Yeah. On <laughs> the silly, like, on the silly tag on your tea that happened to me this morning. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? The tea bag is talking about my identity. <laughs> it was oh, amazing. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, awesome. keep talking. I've interrupted you. That's awesome. No, you're okay. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> So I don't know. I think, um, so I just got back from our women's retreat with our church and, um, I don't know. I got there. I was excited for fellowship with, you know, my fellow ladies from church. And I was excited for the weekend away from my kids and, you know, and also feeling like I wanted to spend time with Jesus and like sit and have time to rest. And I, as I was like first getting there, it just felt like the first night and even like the, um, the second day, I w just felt like there was kind of this block. Like mm. I wasn't sure what was going on, but I was like, I am just not feeling it, you know? And then I went for a walk with my friend Tracy and, um, we stood by the lake, you know, and we're just kind of reflecting and, and 
I really felt like the, the block, like I, I was telling her what I was struggling with and what I needed to ask forgiveness for, like from Jesus. And in that moment, it all just kind of came out, mm. you know, and it was like this big release of emotions. And, um, and then, then the block was gone. It was like, then the rest of the weekend, I felt like I could pray and felt like I could worship and really get into what was going on mm -hmm. and, with the retreat. And, and then I was reading some of Rebecca's book as I was there. And I was like, it was almost like I was reading my mail. It was like exactly what she was talking about in the book mm -hmm. was exactly what had just happened. And it was just like, wow. That's yeah. cool, God. Like, thank you for for caring enough about me to like to show me those things and give me the people that I need. And you know, so it was Yeah. I love how he just communicates with us that way. Mm -hmm. Well, and he knows each one of us and where we're at and knows where we're gonna be at because he's there already. <laughs> like I just I'm just impressed by that. Like, and I had a similar experience. Steph and I headed to the weekend to remember family life marriage retreat. It was the weekend before, but I also had that feeling of just like, I think it was just all the anticipation and the prep work of organizing everything at home. So then we could leave and where Riker was going and what he needed and just getting everybody to where they needed to be to go somewhere. It, it's a different routine. So I think that was part of my, um, I don't know. And then I think there was different expectations and then the conference was different. So I just kind of had to like check in with Jesus also and just was like, hey, this is what I'm thinking. And I think that's the whole deal that we're learning. And Stefan and I talked about in the last episode of the podcast here, um, sharing our testimonies. And that was very vulnerable. And I still have been feeling like, what did I just say? And how do I do this? And but it's like, okay, Lord, I could tell you what I'm scared of because you already know that and you know what I'm yeah. processing and you know the feelings that I'm having. And so if I just am honest with myself and then with Jesus, then there and then that does give that freedom because then Jesus can speak his truth. And it's amazing. Like, what? How? Why? Is this how I've been doing it all my life and I didn't know it? Or am I just like realizing this is how it actually works? Right? <laughs> like, what? Yeah. 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 So I had this moment um, during the retreat. Well, it was, let me see. It was that Saturday morning. I was reading, I was reading my Bible and um, was reading in Luke 22. And I want to share a verse from there. So this is like when Jesus is having his, last meal with the disciples before he's going to be, you know, taken um, by the religious leaders. And he says in verse uh, 2215, and he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. And then down below, he says, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. And I was just, I don't know, kind of blown away by the wording of that passage, because I guess I've never, I don't, 
know if I've never read it. Obviously, I've read it because I've read the whole Bible, but like it never stood out to me as much mm-hmm. as it did that day. And I was like, he eagerly desired to eat with them. Like, what an amazing way to put that. And and it just made me think like it was personal. Like the disciples weren't just because I, oftentimes I think of Jesus is like, he's got this mission to save the world. Like, you know, and it's like this whole big thing because it is, but it's like also personal. Like he, Mm -hmm. the disciples to him weren't just the the 12, like they were James and John and Peter and, you know, and even Judas who betrayed him, Peter who denied him, like, and all the others who were going to run away from him after or, you know, run away and hide when, when he died. And he eagerly desired to eat with them. Like, and it just, I don't know, it stood out to me so much that like he eagerly desires fellowship with us. And I think I had never thought of, I'd never thought of communion that way. I'd also never thought of Jesus fellowshipping with us. Like fellowship Mm. was the thing that I would always like think, it's Christians hanging out together, you know, like that's what fellowship is, but it's like, no, he wants to fellowship with us. And then I was, um, I was looking in my Bible and it has this, it's called the Thompson chain reference Bible. And so it's like, Mm -hmm. if you see one theme, it kind of links it to the same theme in other scriptures. And it was talking about fellowship with Christ and all these verses came up and I was just, I don't know. It was just like this big moment, like Matthew 18, 20 for where two or three come together in my name, there am I with them. And then, um, let's see acts four thirteen. when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished. And they took note that these men had been with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, also, let's see, Luke twenty four fifteen. as they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. And then first um, John one, three, we proclaim to you that we have what we have seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the father and with his son, Jesus Christ. And I don't know, I just felt like it was really interesting because at the retreat, we something happened with the main speaker. She wasn't able to come because of like some medical stuff with her family. And so they had to scramble at the last minute and have multiple people that were just coming to the retreat, like be the speakers. Mm. And they had a lot of people sharing like 10 minute testimonies, like their stories of something that Jesus, you know, was doing in their life. And as I read those verses, I was like, this is what's happening. Like we're sharing our stories, sharing what Jesus is doing. There's two or three of us, you know, gathered Mm -hmm. together. Like he is right here with us, like right in the room, sitting at our tables, sharing communion with like, I don't know. It was just such a beautiful. Have I been uh missing him the whole time? Right. What? Like I talk about him, but not to him. Yeah. Is what I've been feeling like. And I know that's not true all the way, but I just feel like there's just been this. Um, 
I don't know, a revelation, if that's even the right word, or just that there was so much pain and shame and fear that was that was masking hearing or seeing what was going on and just like, what am I doing? And and I was reading with Riker a bunch of different who I am in Christ verses and John 15, 6 just keeps coming, or excuse me, John 14, 6, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And I just was like, he, he, he's the way, like he's, he's, I'm here. And then we were reading in John um, 15, which led me into Jesus praying and 17. And I just like, just in 15, John 15, he's saying, I don't, I no longer call you servants, but I call you friends because friends know what I'm doing and, and you're about my business. Like servants yeah. don't know what's going on. They just get told what to do. But I feel like Jesus was just like, I'm inviting you in as my friend to be with me. And this is life all the time with me. And I, I just feel like so tender. That yeah. the God of the universe wants to talk to me and I don't need anybody else to do it, but it works really good when you have other people because then there's that community and that bouncing ideas and you can confirm. Yeah, that's in the Bible. That's what Jesus would say. Like, just like combating that together. It's so powerful. Like I, and just the sweet conversations with Riker have just been so amazing and I just love how Jesus meets each of us right where we're at. And yeah. and he doesn't want to hide from us. He's like inviting us again and again. Like, okay, I'm coming to your table, Lord. Like, I want to eat with you. You know, like, what? Yeah. what? So I just yeah. am like, so like, just so i don't even have the words right now but i just love that we can just be i know we've said that on the podcast not about doing it's about being but i feel like i'm finally getting it i'm finally understanding yeah. that's awesome we'll just take a pause <sighs> just be <laughs> yeah. mm. And that just reminds me of the one of the quotes from the book. She says, God has always promised to be fully present with us in our shame, in our redemption, in our future hope. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. And and I was like going back to the marriage retreat, it, the format was just a little different than I expected. I was thinking it was going to be like a sermon and you'd listen and take notes, but it was more of a workbook you worked through the whole weekend. And then there was little different stories and anecdotes that they that I called like off book or whatever. And and <laughs> um, so it was interesting just to kind of get into that rhythm and then. It was a lot of information coming at me all at one time. So the processing time after we were listening to the different sessions was so helpful. And then it was like I had a minute to be quiet with Jesus and actually go, wait, what did we just learn? What did I just learn? What did you say to me? And so then it was just an interesting balance, I guess, to just have a pause and then and then trust. Like Stefan said, he's like, we have our whole lifetime to 
learn this whole book of, you know, and it was a workbook and it went through different Bible verses and different things and all the different topics, communication, conflict, everything. That was apparently what I needed to hear most of, (laughs) but (laughs) it was just nice that I, I guess I just came away from that, like not feeling rushed that Jesus was not going to, I wasn't going to miss anything. Yeah. That's good. I need to hear that again. <laughs> yes. You're not going to miss anything. Mm, thank you. You don't friend. have to learn those things in a certain time frame. It's all part of the journey. I love what Rebecca says in the chapter about confession. She says, God always reveals the places he wants to heal. David confessed. He asked to be led away from sin into an abiding life of fruitful abundance. Oh, friend. Hmm. And she she quotes this pastor that um, from Portland. He says, "True spiritual maturity, though, is the opposite. It's not an ascension; it's an archaeological dig, as we discover layer after layer of what was in us all along. Spiritual maturity means more confession, not less. A maturing community is a confessing community, not a church without sin." but a church without secrets. <laughs> I think that one thing I was realizing this weekend um, is that sometimes I don't, I don't think about like confessing my sins to like other people necessarily. Like I, I share where I'm like growing and things that I'm struggling with, but I think like the actual act of like saying like this is something that I need to be forgiven for that I'm asking Jesus forgiveness for I I don't know if I've ever like really gone about it that way and you know she talks about the freedom that we find when there's nothing left to hide and I'm like wow like yeah that's so true mm-hmm and this one of the stories that God reminded me of this weekend was the parable of the um, the prodigal son. And you know, I heard someone saying that um, prodigal doesn't actually mean like run away or or whatever. It's like wasteful, the wasteful son. And I've always kind of judged the prodigal son a little bit because of his lifestyle. And, but this weekend, I just really was laid on my heart that, like, I'm the older brother in that story. Like, the one who is maybe not so happy about, like, the forgiveness that God gives to other people or the way that he, like, celebrates them. And in my instance, it's, like, one certain person, you know, but, like, I'm letting that get in the way of me going into the celebration like and they never Mm. really tell the end of that story I think because it's like 
we get to decide what happens at the end of that story, you know, whichever one we might be, but like, I'm letting my bitterness and anger, like stop me from going into this party, like, Mm. and being with people and I don't know, just, I guess really woke me up to like, I get to make that choice. Like I can go in. He invites Mm -hmm. me in, even if I'm angry and bitter, like he doesn't tell me stay outside until your attitude gets better. You know, it's like, come inside, you know, and I get to make that choice. What I, what I want to do. And he's like, all I have is yours. Yeah. Like, there's no limit to what our heavenly father is offering us. Like it's so incredible and, and it has nothing to do with so much of what we work so hard for and this earthly life we're living. And it's like, wait a minute. What? Maybe that's what I've been feeling too. Of Just like, what have I been striving for? And then I have I been missing it because of, of that. And so I just am feeling so secure and so like off my normal moment at the same time. Like it's just an interesting, like how can you feel secure and not know what's going on, <laughs> but then feel like happy about it. Like, Hey, Jesus is here with me and he's never leaving. And I, I know I've said that, like, I don't even know how many times I've said it to Riker, but now it's like, Oh, do you believe that? Like is Jesus is here with us right now. Yeah. Hi, Jesus. Right. You know, (laughs) like I'm just like here. Yeah. And that he doesn't want us to be alone. And then and that's what one of the the things in the prayer in John 17 when Jesus is praying for all the other believers. And I'm having a different Bible, so I can't remember where it's at, but (laughs) praying for those um who believe that weren't here, like, cause he prays for himself and then prays for the disciples and then prays for the believers. And so I'm just like, I just love that, that, um, I do not pray for those alone. This is in verse 20, but I also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may be one as you father are in me and I in you. that they may also be one in us that the world may believe that you have sent me i just love that that he wants us to be so connected with him in this life he doesn't want us to be questioning what's going on or what to do he wants to invite us into what he's doing and and just being and that and that was like my mom was talking today and she was like you know corey Breaker Riker doesn't have to do anything and you love him and you like being with him. And I'm like, oh yeah. And that's how God sees me. Like it just is. So hug your babies. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. So I feel excited of what this this relationship that feels so real to me right now. And that is like 
what I've always wanted. And I don't know what, like, I feel like I've had glimpses and, or I don't even know if I'm making any sense right now, but. Yeah. Oh, cause I know what I was going to try to say, I think was the, he gives us community and friends so then we can both share our stories and experiences. And then, then we're walking and we're like, oh yeah, that's what's happening and reminding each other what God says in the truth and the different verses that you listed and the different ones that I verse did. <laughs> How God's talking to both of us, but the ones that he was sharing with you really blessed me. And so it just is like so beautiful how he weaves us together and how he's talking to us in our own life. And then we run into each other here on this lovely podcast, a lovely place, <laughs> like what we're learning and we're laughing and today we're crying about, like, I just love that. Me too. Yeah. Me too. The last verse that I want to share is, mm -hmm. was very um, personal. This weekend, I think it's Revelation 3.20. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. And I just, it was one of those moments this weekend where I was like, okay, Jesus, like, you know, I've done this before, but it was like, he's he's knocking again, you know, like, not that I've cast him out, but like, it was, there was some distance there for a little while, you know, and it was like, okay, I'm inviting you, I'm opening the door, I want you to come in and eat with me and change my heart, like, you know, take away the heart of stone, give me a heart that is soft. And we get that like opportunity every day you know we get the choice we get to make that choice every day that we would invite him in you know mm -hmm. into our the space of our hearts and I'm really glad that he knocks on the door mm -hmm. <laughs> I he heard I heard in. a different yeah I heard a different message and then you're like and then you realize he is the door like Oh. He's, you know, it's like, it's like, <laughs> right? he's all, he's all in all of it. Like, I just love that. Like, the yes, <laughs> he holds it all together. Right. Yes. Yeah. Well, so I guess that's friends. what we're saying too. like to everyone that's listening, this opportunity is for you Yeah. to be friends with Jesus, to hear what he has to say. And he wants to speak to you and we can just confess and we can even confess that like, Lord, I don't know if you're going to talk to me right now. And then he can be like, okay, I can, I can figure that out. Like he's yeah. not, it's not a, he's not going to be surprised. So yeah. I just am, I'm feeling encouraged and I just hope that you're feeling encouraged to these different verses and you can always reach out to Tess and I we're on, Facebook, maybe some of you even have our phone numbers. So just, you know, like, um, yeah, we get to be family together. Mm -hmm. Even mm. from far away. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. God, we just thank you for, thank you for our time together. Thank you that you speak our true identities over us. 
that you stand at the door of our hearts and you knock, um, that it doesn't matter what we've done, you are always inviting us into the party. And we pray that you would help us to respond to you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for being with us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Well, thank you, friend. Mm -hmm. Thanks for crying with me. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I'm glad we can do that together and laugh. (laughs) Yes.